direction when I groove to it. I'm the humble producer, director, and cameraman, Jasper DeWitt II. Writer and director, Jingle Love. And I'm beat maker, producer, Doc Freeman. Welcome we are to the, the Film Junkies. So I, I had um, I had the pleasure of speaking to, uh, to the mayor here about uh, going to see Hobbs and Shaw. How'd you feel about that? Lovely. Lovely. Brothers. Good movie all together. I think it, you know, it's fun to see The Rock and it's fun to see Giselle, but together, you know, they both are veteran actors. They, you know, they they do a good job, you know, telling their stories and telling their characters, man. I think it was just the action scenes was, oh, God, <laughs> man, yeah. the fight, the fighting is just, man. Mm. Oh, my God. Like, yo, I, I don't even know how to. You know, it's almost like it's in a whole new category of of fighting. Like it's not like back in the day when you saw those crazy, silly cutaways from so the stunt double fighting. It it this it was like really some good fighting in there, man. So just hands hands down to you know the Rock. You know, hands just hands down, man. It was just awesome. Absolutely, absolutely, and the selection of, of vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't as overbearing as they usually are and they mm-hmm. simple some really nice pieces in there I do believe i seen a uh, mclaren f1 in there oh yeah i saw that too man you know that that reminds me you remember that game uh that used to came come out on playstation um gran turismo oh absolutely yeah man um and and the mclaren f every time when i see mclaren f1s i think about gran turismo and yeah, man. Good stuff. Ah. So on the scale of one to five, as far as star-wise, what would you give it? I would the best give, one being it. Uh-uh. I would give it... Mm, I would give it a a 4.5. You know, cause we, we, I know we're the film junkies, so we can't just be saying stars. I think we should say reels. So five reels are one reel. So five reels mean okay. run it, run it, run it. One reel is like, nah, take that off. Yeah, I concur. Yeah, <laughs> I, I concur to that. Yeah, we can we can roll with the wheels. I think if 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 we get, if we go that way, I would say four point five reels for me. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. I you know I I think you know I'm gonna be a little hard on this one. I oh. give this one a four point five. It, it should have got a five. Because I like all of the movies in this series mm-hmm. without any any prejudice towards them. I would give all the rest of them fives, even Tokyo Drift, which a lot of people don't like. Yeah, Tokyo Drift was a good one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. This one, it got, it's got oh, I'm sorry. Slack, no, no, no. Go ahead. It's got some slack, though, but go ahead. Um, the It would have got a five if it just had more driving scenes because that's what it was about. You know, it was about, you know, um, you know, people getting their cars, showing you a little bit about them. You know, it didn't have to be super techie or anything. You know, there was a there was a lot of muscle cars in there, too. Yeah. Frankenstein cars, which I truly appreciate. So, you know, four point five out of five would have been a five. Uh, other than that, love the message. Um, loved everything else. Just more cars. Now, here's the thing about Fast and the Furious that, you know, from a female's perspective, first of all, we love the men. 
And second, we love the men. That's good to know. Now, yeah, you know, because I don't want you guys to get confused about why we're there. I mean, yeah, the cars are great. We love the loud engine, but we really love the hot men. So my thing is, it's a movie, but I also see a lot of men out here buying challengers. Are you guys trying to prove something? (laughs) I'm just asking because not everyone's a Vin Diesel. I know you uh, men. Listen, I understand. You know, it's like every woman out here is not a Halle Berry or a Scarlett Johansson or whoever all the beautiful ladies of Hollywood and, and music. But you guys really do the most with the cars. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. You really do the most. <laughs> so, so Jingle, you proved exactly my point why I gave it a 4.5. I, Because, you know, this was my argument. And I said this when I was at the theater with the missus. You know, you know, yeah. This is a good film, good story all together. But, you know, like I'm looking over at her and I'm looking over at some of the other ladies in there. It's a common thing. You know, this is a guy flick, you know, a guy film. And, t- yeah. And, uh, and you know, I, you know, I'm reading a review right now on IMDb. Uh, and this is what it says. Last night I took my son's preview screening of Hob and Shaw. And it is exactly what you would expect. A lot of action, fight chases, an overload of testosterone. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sure, if you start nitpicking, there are some flaws in the continuity and all, but this is not a kind of movie that needs to be nitpicked. We had a great time. My boys love their fight. Midnight preview, to me, that's all that counts. And, you know, this is a mom, obviously, that takes their two kids out. You know, they're both boys out to see the movies. Obviously, if they're boys, if they're, you know, in the adolescence to preteen to teenage years, this is, you know, awesome, you know, seeing... The Rock and Jason and Idris out there, you know, it's it's like, yeah, the best thing you can see. But, you know, in, in my argument, I would say, you know, I just wish that it was an all-inclusive film where it wasn't just selling the testosterone of guys, you know. Yeah, guys have that brute strength. And, and who better to show it off than Idris Elba, Jason and Idris and, and, and The Rock. But, you know, I mean, I just wish there was... You know, and maybe that can take away from the story of of Hobbs and Shaw and the fighting of the Rock and everything. But I don't feel like it was all inclusive, and that's why I gave it the four point five. You know, but you know, at the end of the day, if you're that chick that you know likes the action and wants the fun and loves the guys, like you just yes. mentioned, you know, then I feel like that's where it's like, yeah, this is the stuff right here. I need that. I need it. <laughs> I need that. Yeah, I wanted to see the sweat and the torn shirt and the muscles just, you know, all over the place and you're dirty. I like that. I like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> transparency because you know what? To balance it out, we do need some, uh, you know, the aspect of women out. Really? It's a lot of that. You don't even have to go far. Instagram by itself will show you all that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all day long. I want the men, but hey, that's just me. So, (laughs) 4.5 for Hobbs and Shaw. Good job, The Rock. You know, that's my baby daddy, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't know it yet, though. (laughs) That's your future (laughs) ex-husband? My future ex-husband. Exactly. It's my future ex-husband. So, you know, got a lot of things we got to talk about. You know, a lot of catching up we got to do before we get this divorce on. So, <laughs> I came across an interesting uh, uh, article 
on Screen Rant. And it's regarding one of my favorite directors. It is Quentin Tarantino. Nice. Mm-hmm. So Carl Urban, who's one of the actors, you know, they're wanting to re- reboot and get the Star Trek movie going back again. Because you don't see like it kind of took a nosedive. I don't know what happened. Mm. just didn't hold up to all the hype like it was like yeah yeah you know all the Trekkies are like nah we're not feeling this so <laughs> they wanted to reboot it and Quentin Tarantino obviously has thrown his hat in the ring like hey you know I I can I can direct this for you so Carl Urban um, uh, who played Bones um, in the uh, Star Trek franchise said he welcomes Quentin Tarantino to director and they would be crazy not to actually bring him in. Mm. So, you know, because we all know Quentin is very wild and, you know, he just does things that keep you like, oh, wow. I mean, he's to me, he's a genius. I love Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino is like my dude second to my other guy, Michael Bay. Mm. Michael Bay is my first, but... I love Quentin Tarantino, so I, I would just love to see his interpretation of Star Trek. It would be very interesting because it's, Star Trek is already developed. It's not something he has to develop. It's already there. Mm-hmm. He has to just probably come through with, you know, putting different content in, putting his stank on it and stuff and make it happen, but I would really love to go inside his network his brain how it's networking itself right now to formulate an idea about star trek what do you guys thought quentin tarantino i think Mm. go ahead doc no no after you please i think you know well what here's another thing to think about too so there's going to be a um i think i saw there was going to be a a star trek uh series coming back to tv um Yes, it's supposed to come to 2020. Stewart actually, I believe, is going to be in that one, uh, back in action. So that's going to be kind of fun to watch. I feel like, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, one of those hardcore original Star Trek fans. But, you know, for those people that believe that Star Trek was real, (laughs) uh, they, you know, they wouldn't be that welcoming probably to Quentin Tarantino. Back the trenches, you know. okay? That's all we ask. Yeah, so I think that's where, you know, Quentin Tarantino may, it may not be a thing of him not wanting to direct it. I just think it's just a, it's just a film difference in his, in, the, in his philosophy behind it. So I just pulled it up. Yeah, Star Trek Picard is coming to 2020. Um, so Santiago, uh, is, uh, Cabrera is going to be in it. Patrick Stewart, Issa Browns is going to be in it. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Patrick is going to be back on the screen doing yeah. Star Trek. That's a big deal. Yes, it is. Yeah, so um, that's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, I'm excited on that. At least to hear that that's coming. I was just trying to make sure I had to fact check myself. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm running the clip here and it's gone wild. My bad. Yeah, that's cool. But yes, I mean, um, I mean, of course, you know, Quentin Tarantino, if they because they still got to keep the films alive you know they you know they they keep the films going i don't know which director will take that ride but you know there's also a divide too that has to be created with a new generation of star trek cuz you know let's face it you know those old heads that <laughs> said star trek was real back then 
you know, they're not, they may be around, but the whole goal is to, is to inspire a new generation on, on a new story of Star Trek. And the films were kind of doing that in a sense, they were, you know, bringing up a new picture of, you know, Captain Kirk when he was going through the Academy, same thing with Spock and, and they was telling the story of Kai and some of the other, you know, early stories of, you know, the Federation and stuff, which, you know, invigorates that idea of a youthful, you know, generation. And uh, maybe this series is going to touch on that. I don't know. But um, time will tell. Uh, what do you think, Doc? I'm looking at some of the images right now. Um, you know, you know, just to jump into it from a different aspect. I, I like... Um, I like the concepts of you know the different areas of uh, of the different ships uh, when when they're off off ship mm-hmm. and it's and everything. Uh, the idea of Tarantino being a part of this, I'm going to leave an open mind to it because one thing that you can count on with Quentin Tarantino is a lot of close up shots on feet. That's if you guys know that, yes. Yeah. Um, which is his signature. Yes. (laughs) And for taking parts of a story that are just like so raw in your face that are are, are just shocking but draw you in at the same time. Mm. And I think that element to Star Trek with, you know, Picard back, which is completely awesome because he's one of my favorite captains uh, along with Kirk. Mm. Nice. Uh, I'm uh, very hopeful to see where this will go. Very hopeful. Absolutely. On the Star Trek website right now, they're saying that, uh, you know, at the uh, San Diego Comic-Con, uh, Patrick Stewart himself, um, he was there and uh, was kind of surprised by the uh, audience bringing out surprise guests uh, like Brent Spinner, Jerry Ryan, uh, Jonathan Del Arco, and they were pronounced. I'm sorry, they were announcing it right then. Star Trek Picard. So I don't know what the what the date is set for this though. Yeah, That's it's a questionable thing too. I, I didn't see a date neither. I was trying to find it. I I just remember it off the back of my head. There was one coming in 2020, but mm-hmm. but yeah, it's I don't know. Being I guess that might be the the mysterious part about it. <laughs> I mean, it's probably, we know for sure it's going to be on one of the streaming cert platforms. We know that. Um, I guess it's just a matter of who's going to spearhead it. Uh, I see CBS has it. So we'll, I guess they're, they're probably still trying to figure out where they're going to go with it. Right. Yeah. Right. It'll be interesting with, uh, <laughs> with, with, you know, with them trying to bring Tarantino into that, being that it's going to be, you know, more public access. We, because we're talking about the series, correct? Yeah, yes. I guess in this case, but yeah. So that's going to have to be something for streaming services if if it's going to be a little bit more racy. Which is still cool. But if not, uh, I'm, I'm still excited to see what's going to happen with this. Yeah, because like I said, again, it's Quentin Tarantino. So you already know it's going to be action-packed, a lot of, lot of just stuff, just just unimaginable stuff. Stuff you probably didn't even think of that the ship could do. Like, did he just, wait, what happened here? Or Captain Kirk doing something just totally out of character. You know, hmm. you just never know. That's what makes this so exciting. But, 
I do want to switch reels and talk about that movie that I've been waiting on. I'm hoping that all the secrets and stuff actually be worth it, which I know it will. But we'll see. We're talking about Coming to America Part 2. Mm-hmm. And we received word that the John Amos is returning as his character. So he is returning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was the biggest controversy yeah. that I was I was wondering about. And I remember reading that he wasn't coming back. So yes. it's good he's coming back. Thank and, goodness. Uh, you know, you cannot have him in there. It's almost like taking James Earl Jones from Mufasa. You, you just... It's just certain you can't, you can't do it. Yeah. It wouldn't go right, you know? You can't do it. So I'm very excited that he's had a change of heart, just coming back. Um, what's interesting about it that I read from also from Screen Rap is uh Screen Rap, sorry, Rap, my goodness. Um, that you know, the movie has been pushed back you know, several times or whatnot. So it looks like it may be for a twenty twenty uh December twenty twenty release. Yeah. December eighteenth, I think, is the final slated date. Oh, fine. Thank goodness. Okay. But I think that might not be. I don't think that's a production problem. Not to cut you off, Jingle. I think right. That's a, I think that's an Eddie Murphy thing because he has some other stuff that he's working with Netflix on. So yeah, yeah. So. It's like the return of Eddie Murphy. This, I swear, Eddie Murphy is. He's been gone for so long. Well, not really, because he does stuff behind the scenes. You know, right. Shrek, Mulan, and stuff like that. Which the new Milan is coming out soon. We'll talk about that because I don't see Mushu on there. So I don't know how I feel about that. But mm-hmm. um, as far as the coming to America, the part two, I think that the movie is all about, um, you know, the sequel is going to be about, you know, there's a son that Akeem, the character Eddie Murphy plays, has in New York that he doesn't know about. So his father is telling him, you have to go. Mm. You know, go your 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 kid, which also is played by Mufasa himself, James Earl Jones. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> telling him, you know, go meet your son and bring him back because you know you're you're going to be crowned the king. This is the rightful prince. And they said that when he goes back, that Murphy will play an additional role like he did in the previous one, part one, where it will be sort of villainous. So this is. Eddie Murphy again playing the multiple characters who is the king of that. I swear he is. He <laughs> does it like nobody does it. He changed accent. You don't even know because the guy in the barbershop, I guess it was the Italian old white guy. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> I was done. <laughs> I was done. It's like, wow. You know, so it's going to be good to have the master back showing us how it's done. Like, yeah, don't forget that. You know, it started from me, so to speak. I mean, and he was influenced by other people like Jerry Lewis and stuff like that. But Eddie Murphy, he did it best, in my opinion. He did. Absolutely. Dope. He's the he's the king of uh, playing multiple characters in the same movie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Jesus. So what's on your reels, Doc Freeman? So, on my one that I would like to talk about this time, let's take a little bit of a journey from what I'm used to preparing in the notes here, is a film that I actually got to check out, um, and uh, I was a little surprised and a little elated by it. It's Annabelle Comes Home. Yes. Woo! I missed it, but God have mercy. I'm going to have to catch it on DVD. I know. <laughs> 
God. That everybody wants to see out of that whole Conjuring universe. I hate you, Doc. (laughs) So worth it. Really? The only thing that I'm going to say, and this is not throwing a, a, a spoiler out there, is that you get to see her true power. Ooh. It actually is. And where they got her from. Because there, there was another one before this, forgive me, I forget the name of it, which shows where she was created. Yeah, that was um, Annabelle Creation. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was a good one. That was a good one. So that we know the origins of her, but we see where she comes into play from that time gap to the Conjuring universe uh, area. What I'm what I'm mad of, Doc, like literally, there's so many people that are throwing so much nasty shade to the Conjuring universe, and, uh-huh. and what people need to realize, like especially on the Annabelle stories, all of these stories, these aren't fictional; these are real as Holyfield stories, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, sure. I mean, the you know Ed and Lorraine Warren are real people. Yeah, you know, yep. that room full of random stuff was re- was a real room. You know, um, the stories, you know, I, I feel like, you know, sometimes people get so caught on the horror aspect that they forget, you know, that if you really thought about this, this is something sinister to happen. You know, a, a doll can create so much chaos, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They actually have their uh, their own website. It's, uh, you know, this this is for us and for those who are listening is dot warrens w-a-r-r-e-n-s dot net and there's a special section on annabelle mm-hmm. wow so basically get my holy water ready right <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's all bad juju you know my aunts um my aunts, you know, God bless them, you know, miss them, rest in peace and everything. They used to have this one doll that looked like that called Susie. They kept in the closet. Mm. I was like, hell nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the closet. Don't open yeah. the closet. It used to have that crazy looking dress on and the, and you know, the dope fiend eyes and everything that would wink. Yeah, the nah, dope fiend don't need- eyes. <laughs> You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Dope fiend eyes. Dope fiend eyes. The big cloudy eyes, because as you know, with the paints and stuff they were using, you know, these old dolls, we're talking about this was probably like what, like 1989, 1990? Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm here I am looking at it and everything's faded. You know, the skin, the eyes, you know, the, the, the pupils, the iris, everything. The detail was great. But it just, yeah. I don't, I don't do those types of life size dolls. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I wasn't into puppets either. I didn't like puppets. Mm-mm. The string puppets, like heck no. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, we're not doing no Pinocchio stuff in here. I don't know what's going on. No, I'm good. <laughs> Give me the hand puppet. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You know, like, oh, okay, I can do that. Yeah, you know, because I take it off, I can see your hand, and it goes to sleep or whatever. Yeah, oh, okay, it's flat, cool. Yeah, but that mm. cool doll action, you pulling the strings and it's blinking, and when the strings come off and that thing starts talking for real. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. That's, mm. that's when you see a brother gone in no time. Literally. Right? I'm not doing it. 
Uh, I refuse. Uh, no, I can't do it. No, 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 can't do it. Won't do it. Not yet. No. No. I don't know. So, Doc, you and your doctor's notes on your reels. You have any other? Uh, you, you know, I I did start watching the uh the Meat Mill documentary. Okay. Um, Dope. That that's a uh that's a good one to look uh to look for. Uh, I forget what network it's on, but it's definitely on Amazon Prime. If you want to go ahead and stream that. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, it goes in depth. <clears throat> what was going on? You know, some people don't know, but he he was actually arrested at nineteen oh. and given probation for like ten years. You know, who do you who does ten years of probation? Jesus. Mm. But, but it happens. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does happen. But you know, it gives a you know without you know diving too deep politically into it, you know. It, it's something good that'll open some's eyes up, and to some, you know, you already knew what it was. Yeah, mm. of course. Yeah, that's that's all I basically have been been keeping it pretty light. You know, the the whole Annabelle uh, film that was a uh, that was a game changer for me because you know it really brought back the the sense of what horror. And thriller films are supposed to right. be right, definitely, <sighs> definitely. You know, close up. You know, uh, uh, freaky scenes to where something's all the way in the distance, and then it's right up on you. Not sure what those shots are called, but that's what we need more of. We need more of that and more of that type of stuff. <laughs> right. I mean, you you got to think too. Like literally, there's a lot of there isn't the element of 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 psychologically being sinister as much as there used to be in the in the horror films genre you know like in what you're talking about this is why you know i wish people wouldn't throw the shade to the conjuring universe because all those stories like i said are true but you know when you really look at these films you know most of the time you're seeing you know a story being told in its authenticity where it's something that if you think about it, that's pretty scary as hell, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. to, to to go in, like, the first film, Conjuring, to go into a house and to see a, a chair, you know, just float across the floor in front of police officers in broad daylight and everybody seeing it and hearing tapping on the wall. For, you know, and to think that that really happened, it's like, yo, man, like, you know, yeah, you may watch a fictional film, you know, like it, for example, you know, that which is still a good story. But this really happened. You know, <laughs> like there's there's no there's witnesses for it. There's no dispute about it. So, yeah, definitely. See, that's kind of I hate movies like that, to be honest with you. The movies that I know actually happen. Mm. Let me tell you, like the Chainsaw Massacre. Hell no. <laughs> no, nah, couldn't do it. Did it. Saw it, had nightmares. I said, see, this is why I don't do these movies. Because right here, because I know it's actual footage. This is them. This is what happened. This actual story. Can't do it. Definitely. My anxiety, my anxiety won't let me won't let me be. Hey, but it's it's still good to see those because in a way it, it, it brings back to reality, you know, sometimes the what the human mind can do when it's really messed up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
that that's the that's the sum that's the summary of Texas Chainsaw Massacre right there. What the human mind can do when it really goes haywire. I mean, well, we whole- see evidence of that right now, but you know, we're gonna talk about <laughs> it. Like, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, really, it prepared it was preparing us for what was to come. How about that? Yeah, yeah, and it was it was a whole family of them, if you guys remember. Right, right. all bunch of man. Don't get me started, but yeah, the whole daggone DNA. Mm-hmm. It's just messed up, okay? Oh, tree away. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> can't even. Uh, I digress. <laughs> but with that, Mayor, Mayor, you have any gems to drop for us, Jasper? Really, my biggest gem, I've been binging on a new show. Well, it's not new. It's been on Netflix for a little while. It's called Family Reunion. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's been pretty fun. It's on Netflix right now. Um, definitely just take a couple of seconds. Nice. Yeah, as an all-star lineup cast on there. Um, Netflix, for the most part, they've been, I don't know about y'all, but they've been really putting out some good, you know, some good series here and there, man. Recently. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, they should, because the price of Netflix went up. So, yeah, we need you to come up with some great content. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, please do that. Big ups to Netflix and my (laughs) bank account. (laughs) Hey, speaking of Netflix, y'all, I don't know if I brought this up, but um, there's a show with uh, Jerry Seinfeld called uh, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. I saw that. Yeah, and Eddie Murphy is actually one of the first interviews, actually the first interview. Yes, yes. One, One of the newest ones, actually. It's, it's been going on for quite some, but see, there's there's some. Re- Eddie Murphy's probably the biggest one on there. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna give you guys some ones I want you to search for. Is Eddie Murphy, Jim Carrey, oh wow, E Fox. Ooh, I didn't know Jim Carrey was rolling with it. I'm gonna have to check out Jim Carrey. All right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Jim Carrey. I have, you know, since probably about maybe five, ten years ago when he decided to. Um, you know, stop, uh, stop doing comedy and focus mainly on art because, you know, he's a painter as well. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He does very well for himself with that. He does. I had, uh, you know, I become a bigger fan of his. You know, I, I thought it was, you know, that was the plateau after uh, a spotless shine of uh, Eternal Mind. Mm. Now, after seeing this interview, it was like, wow, I completely understand where he's coming from, where he switched gears and going in his career. Mm. Nice. Well, you know, it's just, it, it's, you know, every time I see Jim Carrey, I can't help but to think of Keenan Ivy Wayans, you know, <laughs> because, you know, that's how I was introduced to Jim Carrey is on A Living Color, you know, and just how I me, mean, I think he was a stand up comedian prior to that. And, um, but, it was just a living color where we really saw just how wild his imagination was. And then even then it still was contained, you know? So, it, it, I mean, he's just a very talented actor. So, and a really great guy. So I, I, yeah, I have to really check that out. Speaking of, um, speaking of the Waynes, uh, this is a good segue. Uh, Marlon Waynes has a new Netflix movie coming out called Sex Tuffles. I saw that too. Yes, I saw that. 
big ups to Marlon too, man. Like Marlon is is the example of somebody that will always stay on the hustle. Like and like he will like when you thought that he f- was falling down, he's always on the next thing. Definitely right. big ups to him. You know, like he had a, a series on Mar- on on Netflix called Marlon's Way, and I yeah. think it was um maybe what three seasons of it. All together, you know, funny stuff. You know, I used to watch it with the misses here and there, and you know, it's like, yeah, okay, it has the the original '90s feel of sitcom. And then he had another series, um, Naked, which was on Netflix. Um, well, not series, but movie actually, which was really good. Um, you know, he you know was the writer of Scary Movie, uh, had that whole concept, which you know created you know a, a pretty much an epidemic on some of the trilogy trilogy parody movies we see today i mean he's he's really good uh very creative always rolling always keeping things going that's 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 the way to be you know if you're out there in this industry because it's um it's a project to project basis as a filmmaker you know you you get signed on to one project you know and you make the money from that if you are unionized you get paid from what you did when you were there but you know, if you if you weren't unionized and you didn't do much, then you just have to wait till the next thing comes. And he's the, the person that will always create the next thing for himself. So big ups to him on that. Nice. He's, the older that he gets, the more energy he gets too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Right? Yeah, definitely. His stand up was wild. That's on Netflix as well too. Oh wow! Okay. I, I'm just happy uh, to see these people. You know, going back to their original roots of stand up. I'm not saying mm-hmm. anything about to, about the about the new people because I like Kevin Hart's and all the new guys, but it just feels so good to see some of the original people come back to the stage, you know, because it's it's just so refreshing. And maybe because I'm getting a little bit, you know, up there in age, not too much, just maturing like a five line. But where people I, I kind of grew up with, so you're laughing at them, and you and you already know how they are. So you know, the Eddie Murphy, you know, he coming back because. I mean, Raw was just something totally crazy, you know, just something totally crazy. So now you have Marlon, he's coming and, and doing his stand-up. He was good. And I would love to see Chris Rock, you know, do more. And uh, Jamie Foxx, of course, he's just, Jesus, that's just a whole nother level of crazy. So it, it's very refreshing to see some of these guys return back to their original roots. Just Absolutely. As I had my sentimental moment right there. This has been sentimental moments with Jingle. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're using that. <laughs> <laughs> I got this uh, trailer right here, Sex Tupless, if you guys want to run it real quick. Sure. All right. Roll those reels. My whole life, I always wondered what my birth family was like. Open it. My mama had six babies at the same time. With sex tuplets. Maybe one of them changed their name to Idris Elba. You know, we do have strikingly similar bone structures. You're my brother, Russell. Come here, bro. This is awkward. Oh, Stranger danger! Stranger danger! I decided to join you to fight our siblings. Good night, Alan. Ah! Hey, man, you make it. The buck is beautiful. Boy, if you don't put some damn clothes on. Look around. So, so you're a stripper? What the hell? 
and stripper and exotic dancer different. See this? Plie, releve, ass on face. Please don't, don't do that. You smell like money, huh? Like you got, you got Republican money, huh? Hey, hey, hey! You know I'm a Bernie bro. Ooh, you shop at Whole Foods. I am free! I was about to El Chapo this bitch. Oh I my am God! The real it feels so housewife for Atlanta is this? Thank you, brother. Baby Peter's in the hospital. Not every day that a long-lost family member appears at a thin air. Donate a kidney. You said what? Why do you got to take my kidney? Why don't you take one of theirs? Don't look at me, because I sniffed way too much laptop cleaner, and I popped a molly yesterday. I want some molly. Just got to find the rest of them. Let's slide. I always wanted to do that. These past few days have been the greatest of my life. My dad. Since we had the road together, I've done things I've only seen on television. Nice. He plays all six of his brothers, and you know you'll you'll be pleasant to find out that he has a brother named Jasper. (laughs) Wow, that's 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 definitely a a, a different. (laughs) You hardly see Jasper. Yeah, in in true story, when I was coming up, you know, my mom would take my brother and I out to the movies, and and I put it in one of my videos, and and in the end, we would always play a game, you know looking for the name jasper in the credits and it's used to, it used to suck because it's like jasper ain't gonna be up there like <laughs> ain't nobody named jasper out there so yeah cool beans yeah i look forward to that and the fact that he's playing all six of his siblings is, is that's that's crazy yeah yeah a good segue from eddie murphy and and you know an ode to eddie murphy right he publicly says that you know if it weren't for him, he he wouldn't see, he, you know, that type of acting. Absolutely, so, definitely. The whole family. Right. Great, great, great. Well, I just wanted to give a shout out to Marlon Wayans and the Wayans family because, like I say, they are a talented bunch. I mean, their DNA is just crazy. I mean, they are just a talented bunch of siblings. I mean, their parents have to be very proud of them. I mean, it looks like. Some of their children are following in their footsteps. If they're not in front of the screen, uh, in front of the camera, they're behind the scenes. So it's all it's something they're always involved in for entertainment. So big up to the Wayans family. Um, yeah. I did want to touch a little bit on, since we're still talking about shows, one of my favorite shows on HBO, Insecure, the lovely Issa Rae um, has kept us on a long 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 wait for season four you know she delayed it for a while because i think she was involved in other projects and so were the rest of them amanda seals she had her stand-up comedy um yvonne orgy she i know she does a few stand-up comedy she also has her own her podcast she does with lovey 
um, called Jesus and Joloff. So, you know, everybody's all into their different things. And of course, um, um, the other gentleman, his name leaves me right now. He's also the guy who plays Issa Rae's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend Lawrence. So you have the Lawrence Hive. He has been in different, Jay Ellis, Jay Ellis, that's his name, Jay Ellis. He has been in different projects. So now they're finally have gotten together writing. They're at the writer's table. They've been showing like stuff on Instagram, showing, hey, we're here to all their fans because we have been waiting. And they will announce release dates soon. And I eagerly wait for that. But in the meantime, they also have, Issa Rae has another show on HBO because she's just like a beast. Um, it's called The Black Girl Comedy Skit, I think. Uh, I have to check my... Uh, Make sure I'm doing that right. And it's like a, you know, just a, a comedy because they've had some um, uh, some dope people on there. Uh, what's her name? Angela, you know. Angela Rye? No, not Angela Rye. Okay, why can't I, you know, the, the, why is it leaving me? What am I having, TIAs or something? What is going on? Um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know, what's love got to do with it? What's her name? Oh, Angela Bassett. Yeah, she Angela actually... Bassett. Yeah, I was oh. about to say her, but I didn't. That was like the obvious thing. I was. You know, I guess I should have just said... Because <laughs> obviously it wasn't coming from me. I'm like, okay, I can't get the, get the name out. Um, yeah, so she she starred in it. I saw Kelly Rowland from um, Destiny's Child. She made... It's a black lady sketch show. And as uh, Issa Rae, she, uh, she's one of the executive producers on it. And it comes on at Fridays at 11 p.m. Eastern, Eastern Time on HBO. And it's, I've seen the first two episodes, just the season one of it, and it's really, really good. I mean, they are really funny. I mean, they have some, it's just, you know, a lot of stuff. They have the four featured cast are Ashley Nicole Black, Quinta Brunson, which I follow her on Instagram. She's like this little tiny, tiny person, but she's so funny. Uh, Gabrielle Dennis and Robin Thede. So you have to watch that. If you have not watched, you have to watch it because it's really just some, it's just funny skits. It's like little sketches they do. And so they have some and they have special guests come on. Like I said, Angela um, Bassett, she was on there. Kelly Rowland, you saw her make an appearance. I think Tia Maori Hardick, she makes, she, she will make an appearance. So they have special people that come in for the sketches. So, but it's pretty cool because Issa Rae is kind of making sure that, um, uh, black women have a presence on the screen because she said there was so lack of that, you know, and, and that really bothered her. Like, we, how come we don't see more of us or you see us, but, you know, little dots of us. So this is her saying, well, let's put us more on the screen because, you know, we're talented too. So big up to Issa Rae. I, I really, really commend her for that. For going on the limb and for HBO for for believing in her. Because, like I said, her her shows originally started off on YouTube, mm-hmm. and someone saw it and they and they called her in and picked it up. So, and it was called Awkward Black Girl at the moment, and she also had a book out about it. She had written a mm. book, and this is a woman that went to Stanford. Mm. Yeah, she went to Stanford. I think the whole idea was for her to become an attorney, but she didn't want to mm. do that. You know, she's kind of dibbling this, and it all worked out for her. So. Yeah, and she's really down to earth. She's just really one of those girls that you know and like, hey, what's up, crazy? You know, those crazy comedic girls. She's one of those type. I mean, that's, you mm. know, but she's very, 
much wanting to make sure we're like uh, we're present in Hollywood, and I have to give her big ups for that. I especially appreciate the uh, the transparency and the writing of Insecure. Mm. Yeah, you know this because it's actually one of my favorite shows, and you know with watching it, it doesn't show the typical you know, what you see when, when there's a, a leading female role. And there's several of them. Mm-hmm. There's several of them. You know, it, it, it's her, it's her friend, which is the lawyer. It's the one friend that everybody looks at like, oh, you know, she's super bougie. I forget her name. Oh, Molly? <laughs> oh, 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 Tiffany. No, not Tiffany. Molly. Tiffany. Tiff- Tiffany, yeah. that's the one. That's- <laughs> she's played by Amanda Seals, yeah. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. Big shout out to Amanda Seals. She's super funny. Yes. She- very talented you know and that's another one who's another one who's very like i don't see enough of us on the screen and she's there you know so they're very much into women of color especially african-american women being seen and heard and out front when it comes to tv and film yes very much out front they're very much into that very much into that and showing the correct narratives too Yes, right, exactly. Not yeah. stereotypical what we think it is. No, they show you what it really is. So it, it was kind of, it's kind of, I kind of consider insecure like the black sex in the city for us. Nice. You know, like I love, don't get me wrong, I was a sex in the city fan all the way. Trust me, I still watch old episodes because I loved it. But to <laughs> see now how this is transitioned and how HBO has transitioned to this, this is awesome. You know, Issa Rae, she's a genius. You know, <laughs> she just, you know, and I, and I read an article how they come up with some of the scripts and stuff. She said, we take from everybody's experience, but you never know who we're talking about. But it's everybody's mm-hmm. experience and they just write the script. That's how it jumped out. So mm-hmm. big ups to them. She's only, Issa Rae's only 34 years of age. But she's very young. This is like season four coming up. So, you know, she's young. She got a whole lot ahead of her. And she knows she's she's just trying. The one thing I will take from her before I switch reels is that, you know, being that I'm writing my first script, she said in an interview, and I can't, I don't know the exact quote, but she was just saying, you know, you don't look for, you don't reach out to like Oprah or, or um, what's his name? Because um, my TIAs are coming again. Uh that's the guy who does Medea. <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, you know, man. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Yeah, you don't read that. Man, like, you really are having a night tonight. I'm telling <laughs> you. I know what's going on. It's just it's too much. It's, just, it's crazy. But you don't. Man, no coffee. In this <laughs> I know. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I have my caffeine, my, my evening caffeine. So you don't reach out to those people there because they have made it and they're so high up there. What do, they, what do you really have to offer them? What can they offer you? What you need to do is get people who are hungry just like you are because you're going to keep going regardless. You're going to feed off each other constantly. Mm. And, 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 get, and that hunger is real and you all share a common goal and you're moving forward because you all want the same thing. If someone's already up there, they've kind of lost their hunger or their, or their hunger is for something else that's way above you at this time and you're just trying, you're just getting out the starting gate. So, you know, I felt her, and like I said, it's not an exact quote, but I felt her on that. So it's just like, yeah, why reach out to these big people? They don't know who Jingle is. Like, who? Mm-hmm. They probably won't even pronounce it right. Who, who is this, Jungle? Like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
you know, I, I respect her, even though she, you know, so much on that because um, that's that that's huge. And sometimes you just need those little those little nuggets to help you stay focused on like, ah, yeah, right. I'm, I'm chasing something that I shouldn't be chasing. I just need to get me a group and we need to move forward. So big ups to Issa Race. I had to give her a shout out on this first podcast because um, I really do look up to her a lot or whatnot. So anything else, any final words for our reels? Jasper, the mayor radio, what you got? I actually don't have anything. I'm, I believe at this point I am, I am clean. <laughs> wow, Doc Freeman, the wizard. Hey, you know I, I think we talked about a a, a great amount. Cover some some good ground here. Uh, that's all I have as well. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to our very first podcast the film junkies we are very excited we look forward to bringing you more information we have jasper the mayor radio hey. Simon, the wizard show and i'm your girl jingle jingle love and we appreciate all of you for listening to our first show and we look forward to seeing you more at the movies take care and watch those reels later all right